Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey always reigns supreme. Whether you were raised at the barn in Uniondale or born in the stable at Belmont, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, let's drop the puck and get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Wednesday. Tuesday, Thursday. Thursday. Oh, boy, we're off to a great start. Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. Welcome to the show here. We're live at Lost Farmer Brewing Company here for a special viewing party for the New York Islanders versus the New York Rangers. Somehow the last game of the season between these two teams. Got a big show coming up for you tonight. Coach Ed and Little Ed of Rangers Ed Podcast will be joining us coming in. A little Isles Ranger rivalry talk there. A lot of fun going on there. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me here is Mr. Chris Botta. Chris Botta, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be here at Lost Farmer Brewery in Mineola. Beautiful place. I hadn't been here before, but I'm sure I'll be back. Yes, absolutely. So welcome to the Battle of New York at Lost Farmer Brewing Company. Huge game. Great specials going on here tonight. Thank you all for coming down and hanging with us. And hello to everybody watching on Twitch. No question about it. We got, uh, we're got we raising money for Pat LaFontaine's Companions and Courage tonight with a 50-50 raffle and other great prizes. All proceeds going to help children and families overcoming illness. Check the info sheet that's around your seats there for all the info. A great, great cause, so please get involved. And, hey, 50-50, everybody likes money, right? Absolutely. Going to the, one of the best charities around, Patty's Charity. No question about it. And in case you're interested, we also have shirts and hats for sale, free stickers and magnets. You can check out our merch table over here. So, want to remind you all that we are happy to be presented by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue, Indy Side Slip, and of course, UBS Arena Belmont. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. And of course, we are thrilled to be sponsored by Lost Farmer Brewing Company, located right here at 63A 2nd Street in Mineola. Come on down, try the Stable Shaker, American Ale, and all their great offerings. And of course, happen to be sponsored by Main Street Board Game Cafe, Huntington Village on Long Island's North Shore. Games for sale and for open play, food and drink, beer and wine, fun and friends. Bring the magic of phones down, eyes up, tabletop board games to your family. Our staff will help you find the right games for you. From old favorites to the hottest new releases, we got special December events, Dungeons and Dragons holiday week camp for grades 4 through 7. And for game night live, communities are welcome for all. Located at 307 Main Street in Huntington Village. Go to mainstboardgamecafe.com for more information. Main Street Board board Game Cafe, find your crowd, unplug your game. So the pleasantries are out of the way, Chris, and we can finally start talking hockey. So it's the last game of an Isles five-game road trip here, their longest trip of the season, which is actually pretty short by comparison in in past years. Uh, They have a chance to go on a high note here to beat their crosstown rivals, the New York Strangers. Uh, What do you make of this trip so far for the Isles? Well, I think the most important thing is the game ahead of us, right? And that's the Rangers-Islanders rivalry. Uh, They are now more rare. It is hard to believe that this is the last game of the season between these two teams. And we'll talk about that some more. But let's also remember, you know, what's ahead of us at 7 o'clock tonight. For me and for many, this is the best rivalry in sports. It's the best in New York uh, because of the passion that goes into it from both fans, uh, both uh, teams' fans. And we're seeing it lost farmer tonight, and that's really special. As for what's going on with the Islanders right now, (laughs) it's like they they still have that incomplete grade, right? We still don't know what they are. That Colorado game uh, was not impressive, in my opinion, uh, except for Ilya Sorokin. Uh, Their high-danger chances were few and far between. But 
nothing better to get the Islanders back in some sort of positive streak than a game in Madison Square Garden where they've won their last five against the Rangers, something like 18 of the last 23. Yeah, so, I mean, what's great about tonight's game is that it means something, right? This is a huge game for both teams. They're battling for placement in the playoffs, in the Metro Division, and there's, there's, it's high stakes. And I feel like over the last couple of years where we, you don't always see that, maybe uh, one game's a little higher, in the sta- one team's a little higher in the standings, the other isn't. But uh, this game's going to be huge, and it, and it is such a shame that we haven't even reached the, the second calendar year of this season, and we're not going to see this again until the soonest, the playoffs, if we get lucky. It's, it's completely ludicrous. Um, it, it, sometimes you think in league offices, like, do they sit around and say, how can we so spectacularly get something wrong? Right? Like, like what is it that we could do that could be really bad and mindless? <laughs> like, there's, there's no reason for this whatsoever. And I get it. Not every team has a natural rival. Sure. But these teams do, and certainly the Rangers and Devils do, and the Islanders and Devils do to a lesser extent. And to have it end today is, it's just, it's, it's, it's absurd and it needs to be fixed. Lou Lamorello, in his own mild way, said, I'm very clear on where I stand on this. Uh, I'm sure it's not great. It's not great for business, for either team for that matter. An Islander game at the Garden is a hot ticket as well. And uh, so that, on that part, it's stupid. But you make a good point. These are two teams that need these points, even yeah. this early in the season. Uh, a lot on the line. Uh, Rangers had a loss. I thought they played pretty well in Pittsburgh the other day. Islanders struggling a little bit. So uh, expect to see a really feisty, passionate game today. No, no question about it. And, and I guess some other good news is that apparently the league is at least considering maybe not, not only getting more rivalry games in there, but maybe even extending the season by a couple of games to get those in there. And you had Lamarillo, uh, like, like we said here, is that uh, he, he's looking to get more, more rivalry games in there too. So maybe the league is going to do something to fix that because I, I just don't think I've ever season, seen a season before where they, they've wrapped up their uh, season series so soon. I'd say that's half good news, buddy. Uh, I, like the <laughs> fact that, I like the fact that they'll be going back to adding more rivalry games. But the season should be shorter not longer. Just the fact that they're even going to make it 84, potentially. This is, the NHL is, again, we say this a lot, it's a show for another day. Sure. But the season is too long. The regular season is too long. Um, And I get why it is. I understand we're never going to go back. I certainly wouldn't add any more games to it, but I also I get it. If it's if if they, if they, to get two more Islander Ranger games, they got to go from eighty-two to eighty-four game schedule. That's okay. So, what's the solution though? You have thirty-two games, thirty-two teams in the league now, and obviously the league is trying to get everybody to play in every city at least once. So, if if you're either going to keep the games at the same amount or reduce them, I mean, you're just taking you know playing less games east west. Okay, I, I, I have a non-traditional answer to that. Let's hear it, yeah. And that's that I don't give a bleep if, if the <laughs> schedule is a little bit in balance. Okay. If you have a sport and you have in the city of New York two teams, yeah. right, that this rivalry, and I get it, everybody thinks that Anaheim should always come here and the Islanders should always go to Anaheim, for example. Mm-hmm. But if you were to miss out on one of those once in a while, you know, that is not the end of the world. Now, I know the argument is, oh, when all is said and done, everybody should play each other an equal amount of times. I actually don't believe in that. It's, that's why the season's so long as it is. You have 80 
82 games. You have seven months to make your bid for the playoffs. So if something's a little unbalanced, but you have a better home schedule, you have a better schedule period, I'd go for that every time. What do you think, Chuck? Yeah, listen, I don't think there's going to be a perfect solution to this in any, in any way, shape, or form. And, and you're not going to please everybody. Uh, I, I am forgetting more games between rivals. I'm, I'm definitely forgetting more Islander Ranger games, especially throughout the course of the season. I mean, you need a March-April game, especially with these teams com, you know, combating now for, for playoff positions. It's, it's kind of criminal. We're not going to see that. Yeah, it stands out more because they got right. the, the games done earlier. Right? You would have liked to have seen them spread out, but it's still. Yeah, and they're, they're not going to contract any teams in the league. <laughs> so nope. At least not, not anytime soon. So yeah, no. with that in mind, you know, they're going to have to figure out a way to maybe sacrifice, you know, maybe a division or two on the other side for a season or something like that. Maybe do some kind of rotation. But the only way to, to get more games against teams in your division is to subtract from teams outside, right? Yeah, and I just don't have a problem with that. And I also don't have a problem with if the Islanders don't host every team in the Western Conference once a year. I just don't think that's the end of the world. Yeah, well, maybe that's what it's going to come down to because I don't even know if two more games per no, uh, you know, it's going to even make a difference, right? It's not even going to make a dent. So we'll see what's going on with that. So we'll, we'll look at this, uh, this road trip real quick. They actually took uh, four points out of some pretty good teams, Boston, Vegas, Colorado. You said you didn't like how they fared against Colorado. Did you? Well, I mean, they were definitely in survival mode in that third period. And, I mean, that was the most quintessential hang-on-for-dear-life road game I think you could have played, especially in that third period. I just didn't think they generated much offense at all. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm with it. That's my bigger <laughs> problem with it, and it was quite a show. Colorado was putting on at the end of the, at the end of the third, and all I was thinking was all the guys Colorado was missing. So when we talk about this regular season being so long, you know they're gonna be they're gonna be fine as they get start to get those players back. But can you imagine with that line, I know the Islanders are missing people too. Right. But picture that game with Nathan McKinnon playing, and it probably we probably all would have went to bed a little earlier that night. <laughs> right, for sure. And and uh, once again they found a way to lose good, which has been a th- yes, theme of this amazing. Show. Right, yeah, twice since he said that. Yeah, and the joke behind that is, I mean, they went so long throughout the course of the season where any time they lost, it was in regulation. So they weren't pulling any points from out of these teams, and now they're finally... So I don't know if you... It's weird to look at that as a positive, right? Mm Because you're still taking the loss, but... When you look at the standings, if they had to just squeeze a couple of points out of you know some losses that they had, they'd be a little higher up there. Yeah, when we when we're in March, and that's going to arrive very quickly, and the Islanders are in the playoff hunt, if not comfortably, or maybe they're fighting for one of the final wild card spots. We just don't know right now what this team is, but nobody's going to remember how they got that point against Colorado. Sure, nobody's going to remember the end of the third period. Going back to the, the regular season, like. Let's not lose sight of the fact that this 82-game regular season that begins in October and ends in April, it's for entertainment purposes. Sure. It, like, you know, they, there's a reason why they, they, they want to sell 82 games worth of tickets. They want right. to sell 41 for each right. game. So yeah. that's why, right. again, it goes, I understand you play to make the playoffs, but... The bigger picture here is the reason why there's that many games is for revenue. Sure. It's a business. The NFL just did it too, right? right. They added a and game. And that's why I come back to the fact that I just don't care if things are a little <laughs> out of balance. Okay. Well, if you're there, if this is an entertainment business, give your teams the best schedules, the most attractive schedules within reason, with some balance that you can. 
So the last one I'll throw at you before we break to get the the Eds on. Yeah. Is uh, what's I don't, I don't think he's little Ed. By the way. I mean that's little. that's what, we're gonna find out why. Doesn't seem that little. Doesn't seem that little. Check my hand. It was pretty firm. But um, what's the sweet spot? How many games uh, in division games do you, do you want? Oh, I, I, what's the uh, sweet spot there? I can't sit here in this beautiful <laughs> brewery. I was bad at math to begin with, and I'm going to try to come up with a good answer for that. You, you didn't even know what day of the week it was. That's fair. That was sad. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of things going on up here getting this thing ready. I mean, we were literally under the gun, but I, I but knew, you were here to bail me out. I, yes, I, you knew I, it was Thursday. I, I knew it was Thursday. <laughs> but, and I, again, maybe, I, maybe like the Leonard Skinner song, I'm a simple man. But the answer to your question is the Islanders and Rangers should be playing each other at least five or six times a year yeah, over the course of a seven months over the course of a six and seven month schedule. Okay, and I, I understand that you know somebody might hear this and go, well, it's not that easy, but you know, sure. And I would just say you know make it make it work. The the even MLB has kind of gone out of their way to make sure the Yankees and Mets play each other twice, just twice now in each park, but four games a year, but. It's a complete imbalance. The Yankees aren't playing everybody else an equal amount of time. They're doing it because it's the Yankees and Mets. They should do the same here. Fair enough. So, folks, I want to thank you for hanging out here at Lost Farmer Brewing Company. How are we doing out there? Wow. They show some amazing I mean, videos. You guys, you guys having a good time? Are they serving you behind the bar? What's going on here? How you doing? Lost Farmer, what's going on? Cheers. So it's your first all right, time. It's all right. Like, all right. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. There we go. We got some applause. Wonderful. They wonderful. got the Rick James and Eddie Murphy videos and the Britney Spears. The videos are that is that is a phenomenal a song. It's, that's that's fair. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us here tonight at Lost Farmer, and also want to thank everybody tuning in live at Twitch.tv/HockeyNightNY. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Coach Ed and Little Ed from the Rangers Ed Podcast will be joining us, talking with the Isles Rangers. We'll be right back. Hey, Islander fans. You already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal. And now, you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar, friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero. Thanks for giving some time to our sponsors. Ready to talk more aisles? The train rolls on right here on Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching or hanging out with us here. Hockey Night in New York at Lost Farmer Brewing Company. Having a great time here in Mineola. And welcoming on to the program right now from the Rangers Ed Podcast, Coach Ed, Little Ed. Fellas, how are we doing? Pretty good, fellas. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I love the merch you guys got going on here. Very nice. Yeah, man. Actually, I made these myself last night. No is that words. right? Yeah, I did. Wow, look at you. That is dedication. So, so fellas, the first thing I got to ask you, when when did the Rangers Ed podcast start? How did it come together? It started, uh, I want to say, like right before COVID, right? Um, so we uh, kind of had some bad luck in that instance, but... It all came together, uh, me and my dad here, Coach Ed, and Cousin Ed lives down in Miami, 
I mean, we were constantly texting and calling each other about the games anyway, so we were like, hey, we're, let's just hop behind a mic and record this and see what happens. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Thanks to you guys. We're sitting right here. Yeah, absolutely. And so tell us about this whole Ed situation. Everybody is named Ed. How did, how did that happen? I'll give this one I to I mean, father-son, I get that, yeah. Well, <laughs> my father's Edward Sr. Okay. And I always wanted to keep that trend going and have the third. And my, my nephew was born before my son, so my brother wanted to name him after my father. So it started with my father. Okay, right on, right on. So very cool. So look, let's start talking about the Rangers here, and then we'll get into the rivalry, rivalry a little bit. So you guys maybe were stumbling a little while ago, right? Maybe a little uncertain of where this team was going. Then all of a sudden, Jacob Chuba swipes a stick against the boards, and they rattle off, what, seven wins in a row? So what do you make of their season so far coming into tonight? I think they started off slow. Uh, I think after their long run uh, last season, they were a little cocky, if you want to call it that, and they were relying on talent. And uh, I think we all found out, or we all know, that you can't win in the NHL on talent alone. So, uh, yeah, I think they came together as a team. They got the message, and they're finally starting to play like a team, and it's showing. Yeah, Igor came down to earth a little bit in the beginning. He wasn't holding, uh, you know, games for the Rangers as he was last year in the beginning of the season. And they probably got a little spoiled by that. And uh, now he's back in his form, it looks like, and uh, the team's playing a lot better, scoring some goals. All right, so you're, you had this little streak here. Who's been standing out for the Rangers on the positive end of things? Who's been kind of picking their game up? Maybe even a guy who, going into the season, you weren't sure what they were going to bring to the table, and now all of a sudden they're, they're producing here and, and helping you guys get back up the standings. Well, I'm a big fan of them signing the way they signed Jimmy Vesey after camp. He's been doing real well for them. Not only not so much as scoring, but we're talking about penalty killing, position play, and, and solidifying whatever line he's playing on. So I think that's one of the key surprises. And uh, Keandre's coming on too, so a couple of things there. But I believe VC was a big pickup for them at that money. We talked about it at the uh, top of the show. I wanted to get the Rangers' Ed perspective. Uh, incredibly, this is the last Ranger-Islanders game of the regular season. Maybe we'll see in the playoffs. Uh, but I was wondering what you think of that and the fact that there's only three this season. I agree. Back in the day when I was a kid, they, like they were seven, playing right? six, seven, eight times. And it was crazy, you know, it was so exciting to go to games. I think it's taken away from the fans and the rivalry because I go to games, the Rangers Islands, and it's quiet. A lot of the game's quiet. Back then, it was five fights in the stands. It was constant, like remembering last game. And, it, you know, it was crazy. And I agree with you. They should take away from the – do like football. You play each three teams every year a couple of times, but take those games away, you know, from out west. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, I mean, I feel like eight games might be too many, but uh, three is <laughs> definitely too little. You should at least give two te both teams uh, a home game in that aspect. So, I mean, hey, we got the game in the garden tonight, so we'll see how uh, we do. But, I mean, home ice advantage doesn't really mean a lot for us uh, Rangers and Islander fans. So I'm sure there's going to be plenty <laughs> of chance going back and forth no matter where we are. That's what I was going to ask you. If we were doing this show and the game was at UBS, you could turn it back on us. But I, what's your perspective on the fact that the Islanders who won the last five at the Garden and something like they're like 18 and five in the last 23? Uh, why do you think that's happening? And then on, on the other, I have my theory and maybe I'll share it, but and on the other hand, the Rangers have played pretty well at UBS. I don't know. I, I don't know if there's an explanation to that. Maybe it's the travel isn't as much for them. I just feel like in the last few years, the Islanders, to me, are more up for the games, the rivalry. I feel like the Rangers don't have that enthusiasm. Yeah, I don't know really what, that what, what that is. I don't know why, but I, that's the way I'm seeing it. 
So they're ready to play every time. They want to go in and beat the Rangers at the Garden. Whereas when the Island Rangers come to UBS, I don't feel they're carrying that same attitude. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, my uh, two-cent theory on that is I do think that the game actually means more to the visiting team in both cases. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps the home team is, gets a little tight about it. Like, you know, the Rangers going into this tonight have to be aware that they haven't had a lot of success against Varlamov. And that starts to get in your head a little bit and and on the other hand when the Islanders play the Rangers at UBS and they've won all these games against them they're thinking well now we now we want to do it in front of at least in our home rank in front of you know a lot of our fans but plenty of Ranger fans too um, what is your I'll ask you both what is your prediction for tonight's game no pressure <laughs> No pressure in front of all these Islander fans. Um, <laughs> you, you brought plenty to. Obviously, uh, I'm going to have to go with the Rangers, without a doubt. No. So I'm thinking, <laughs> I think it's going to be tight. I'm thinking uh, maybe a 3-2, 3-2 Rangers win. Coach, what do you think? I'm going to go with a 5-3 Rangers win with an empty netter. Five many goals. Five, You're five betting goals me over. Wow. Uh, all right, all right. They got to they got to break the break the ice on that guy sooner or later. And he Sean, can't what, keep, Sean, can't what, keep what, shutting him out. Sean, what's your pick? Oh, Isles by a million. <laughs> yeah. They cover? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's going to be – we'll see the Islanders are playing a little more open style now, so you might not be far off with that 5-3. But I'm going to go 4-2 Isles. But, but now that we're talking about predictions and the result of this game, why don't we put a little wager on it? How do you feel about that? I, I'm in, Sean. I'm in. Let's so I it. see these uh, really ugly, disgusting Ranger hats that you have on your heads here, right? And we have our own. So how about this? If the Isles win – one of you guys got to wear one of our hats, Hockey Night in New York, on your next broadcast. Okay. And if the Rangers win, one of us got to wear one of your hats in the next broadcast. How does that sound? That Absolutely. seems pretty Dale? simple. Seems right. there, so, is there a podcast on camera? Yes, <laughs> we're, on, okay. we're on YouTube. Okay. As of this season, we are. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have to take their word that. for it. That's not a you know, That's been vetted, Chris. We, 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 we know that they use the video. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. I mean, All right. But because, but because you guys are heading the standings right now, we get like plus three goals, right? Oh. Tonight, right? <laughs> this That's is a golf show. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> want stro- you want strokes now? Come on. All right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Zero, zero. I don't All see right. either one of us sponsored by any uh, betting, betting sites. <laughs> Not yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, that'll be fun. So I asked you guys about a, you know, who's been playing well. You mentioned BZ. Is there anybody who needs to pick up the slack in the Rangers that can help you guys out a little more? We actually just had an episode we uh, dropped this morning, and we have uh, Coach Ed's Doghouse Award every week. Love that. And I there think, you go. And I think we, we all left it empty this week, right? Yeah. So right now we're very thrilled with the rain, way the Rangers are playing. Even, even the loss against Pittsburgh the other night, it was still a hard-fought game, and everyone played really well. So it's really hard to pick someone right now. I mean, if I really had to pick someone, I think Cousin Ed's going to be annoyed, but we'll go with Kratzoff. Okay, fair enough. And how do you guys like the job that Gerard Gallant's done with the team since he's taken over? Well, I'm a big fan of his, uh, his style and his attitude, but he was heading in a little bit in the wrong direction. Something had to wake him up, and something had to wake the team up. It happened. My big concern with tonight's game, if I can just go off that question a little Please, bit, yeah, yeah. is the fact that we don't have Ryan Reeves in this game. Because in the last two seasons, the way I've noticed it is Matt Martin is very quiet with Reeves on the bench. Before that... Him and Sezikis, they took a lot of liberties, mm-hmm. what they were doing. When Reeves was on the bench the last few games, I saw Matt Martin very quiet. So I'm looking to see what that third, fourth line for the Islanders gets away with tonight and now, who's, who's going to stand up to it. It's an interesting point. Now, I'm not saying that anybody can replace the toughness that Reeves brings to the table, but is there anybody on that squad that's kind of, 
I don't know, trying to fill that spot, make up for a little bit? or I don't think it's there. From, I mean, Truba yeah. can throw. I mean, Goudreau will, will, but are they going to be able to go toe-to-toe with Martin? I'm just saying Martin's not going to be afraid of anybody, for a better word. Gotcha. Not just, yeah, not necessarily afraid. That's a great point. Well, you know yeah, what I'm shy, saying. He's, he's yeah. going to be taking some liberties, I feel. Yeah. So, obviously, this has been a heated rivalry for a very long time. We talked about it a little bit, but... You go over the years when these, since these teams got started together. Is there any you guys have any memories, fond or otherwise, looking back at this rivalry that you look back on, and and, and definitely don't mention 1994. I was going to say, I have that, a feeling <laughs> I was at those games. <laughs> but I mean, is there anything? Maybe there was a game that you were at, and it could have. It didn't even have to be a playoff game, but just something that you remember that just really stood out for you. That like, wow, this is what the rivalry is all about. Yeah, I got one. For some reason, my the thing that stands out to me the most whenever I think Rangers Islanders is that moment when Messier had Jason Blake by the oh, neck. Oh, wow, yeah. I remember and that. I was just thinking, <laughs> I remember, I don't know how old I was, but like, it'll, this is just burned in my mind. I was yeah. like, what is he thinking going after Mark Messier? And he just had him by the collar and just pushed him up against it. It was crazy. So it, just, That's just like burned in my mind for some reason. So it wasn't Dan Cluche beating the piss out of Tommy Salo? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that no, one's no, pretty no, good, pretty, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Coach yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a memory guy with all that stuff. Unfortunately, I had to live through the dynasty in the early say, days. Me and Senior right here. Yeah, we, were around, we were around for this more. This is why I asked the question. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I saw a lot of fights back in the day. I remember the one bench-clearing brawl probably stands out in my mind. I'm going to say it was probably in like 82. But, you know, you don't see that much anymore. But it was a little more intense back then because of the hatred and the Islanders trying to prove themselves and building a dynasty, so it was a little crazier. Well, Chris, I'm going to throw the same question to you. Well, every, every playoff series, of course, uh, Ken Morrow, 84, even just keeping it alive, uh, it was just amazing to, you know, they had won four straight Stanley Cups, and for Kenny, of all people, to get that goal flatly in front, coming out of the Olympic teams, great memories. Um, I, you know, I was just thinking of 94, and the only thing that can compare, I would think, for a New York fan that might be able to relate to the pain of a four-game sweep would be the Yankees losing four straight to Boston after being up three up. 3-0 in the series. Uh, that's how tough that was. But um, other than 94, you know, I like the Islanders side of this rivalry. It is, it, is a, it is amazing that even in the early 2000s when the Islanders got good again for a little while, the Rangers had a few years late in the Neil Smith regime where they kind of were stumbling. They, they were signing a lot of big-name free agents, and for whatever reason, you know, Lindros came through and Burin, and for whatever reason, just couldn't put together a team. So, hey, look, uh, it's an incredible rivalry. My brother, I mentioned this before, is three years older than me, uh, and as a Ranger fan, my father's passed away was a Ranger fan, uh, and that's what makes it fun. You know, so what it's happened just, to you? It's just great. I, I was born in 1972, and they got good really quickly, so it made it really easy for a eight, nine, ten-year-old from Long Island to become an Islander fan and not be a front runner or feel like well, I, I was feel like say, you join on. I was going to say it sounds like a front runner, but that's no, right. no. And when you're seven, you still get to choose. Yeah, I feel like over the last like other than the last two or three years, the ups and downs never really lined up for these right, two teams. Right, right. We're finally in a place maybe where we can see some competitive exactly, hockey, and exactly. these games can really mean something. We can all start hating each other again, right? Yeah, and, and the <laughs> NHL has to capitalize on that, like yes. you guys said. But so, and, Sean, you and, didn't give uh, your fond memory. Oh, wow. See, I was asking the questions. Now you put me on the spot. I say that to him. I was like, you can answer the question. Yeah, yeah I suppose that's true. You know, um, I, nothing's coming to me immediately. I know that's terrible, but I don't want to you know, waste everybody's time with uh and ah uh and all that. But um, 
Listen, anytime the Islanders beat the Rangers, I feel pretty good. All right. <laughs> the, the tra- the train, and if something comes to me answer, before we go, I'll... the train ride home <laughs> we'll, is we'll always We'll circle good. back. The we'll other, circle back. The other thing, last thing I would just say is, you know, we're in a town where there's like a lot of like fake hype, right? Like, is this Jets quarterback going to be the good one? Or is this, and we do this at hockey too. But make no mistake, even though Varlamov seems to get most of the starts in these games uh, because he's on a roll. The, you know, Sorokin and your guy are the real deal. And they're young, and they're going to be around for a while. They're going to be under contract for a while. So that should lead to a lot more great memories and fights and fierce moments and everything else. So cheers to, cheers to that. Yeah, two great goaltenders for sure. Start yeah. taking that out. Yeah, it's pretty awesome how they both have some great goaltenders, uh, you know, uh, from Russia. It's pretty fantastic. So I think the last one for me I'm going to ask you, you guys went on a great run last season. You go to the conference finals against Tampa Bay. You almost get through. What was your expectations coming into this season, and have they changed at all since they started from the puck drop on, uh, on game one? Um, they were definitely pretty high heading into the season. Uh, we didn't really want to shoot too high because I know last year was kind of a magical season with Shesterkin throwing up historic numbers, uh, Kreider getting 50 goals. We all knew that wasn't going to happen again. I mean, there's no secret there, so... We had high expectations, but we tried to keep it humble, I guess, if you want to call it that. Sure, sure. Um, and That's right, your fans always are. And obviously, <laughs> yeah, it started out a little scary, but I think, uh, I think everyone kind of overreacted because, I mean, they still hung in there. They hung right where they needed to be, and now they're right back up at the top of the standings with everybody else. So, so I do have a memory before I let oh, you guys go. Oh, I see. Go. I knew it would come. I, I do. Would come. Now, this may not be my favorite or the best, but... But it was basically when the Islanders had their resurgence in the early 2000s, right? They had Yashin and all those guys in the team. That dumb turtleneck? Yeah, I, no, dude, I agree. Even I, thought, I thought that looked Even awful, Islander honestly. fans and Islander employees. Only Gretzky could wear a turtleneck. <laughs> Didn't love that turtleneck. But things weren't going so great on your side of the uh, on the, your side of things. But you guys had those clowns. You had Theo Fleury. You had oh. Sandy McCarthy. And you remember those games, the chicken dance and everything? There were some stupid brawls. And I just yeah, remember yeah, those yeah. guys clowning around and ending up in the box. And I was just like... They suck. They're <laughs> idiots, and we're going to the playoffs. Yeah. That was a good memory for me. So yeah, the that's Rangers had some goon years, uh, early 2000s for sure. Sandy. Yeah, yeah. He was. I remember uh, after one of the fights, he flexed and pointed at his arm and all that. I mean, just kind of, yeah. just kind of out of control. Grasping at straws. But gentlemen, um, <laughs> fantastic stuff. Really appreciate you coming down and hanging out with us hey, here. No, thank, thank you, man. Thank you. No yeah, question you about it. It's and uh, we'll definitely do something like this again. Yeah. So Love thanks it. a lot, Love guys. Hopefully it'll be our turn next. Maybe time. the playoffs. Yeah. All right, Lost Farmer, yeah, you got a couple of drinks in your one. How you guys Come feeling? On, guys, how we feeling out there? All right. We're excited You're for alive. a good game. Let's go. Yeah, we're uh, about 30 minutes from Puck Drop here, so want to thank these gentlemen once again for hopping on. Remember, check thank out so Rangers much. Ed Podcast. Yeah, fellas, where can we find you uh, on iTunes and maybe on Twitter and all that? Yeah, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google. Uh, we're on Amazon Music as of late, and uh, definitely YouTube. We're trying to get that going. So Okay, do you guys have a social account on Instagram? Yep. Twitter. Instagram, rangersedpod.pod. Uh, follow us. And Twitter, the same thing. And uh, TikTok. I do my best with that. But uh, <laughs> Maybe you can know. give me some pointers. We yeah. just started one of those, too. Yeah. <laughs> I basically just post the clips on Instagram on TikTok. Also. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I, I am an old man now. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. I don't I'm know not, what I'm, I'm doing I'm not here. dancing on that show. Don't worry about it. Might have to get that should have been the challenge. That should have been the challenge. Yeah, that could have been the bet next time. Next time. Next time. All right, folks. I want to thank you for hanging out with us here at Hockey Night New York and at Lost Farmer Brewery here in Mineola. We're going to take one more break. When we get back, the train rolls on with myself and Chris Botta. We'll be back. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You got it. Miss the days of mixtapes and arcades? Love the taste of a bold IPA or maybe an ice-cold lager? There's a place where all of those magical things come together. Lost Farmer Brewing Company. 
At 63A East 2nd Street in the heart of Mineola, Lost Farmer combines a love of the 80s and a passion for quality beer to create brews that can only be described as gnarly, radical, and totally tubular. The retro vibe of the tasting bar will amp up your nostalgia while the blend of both local and exotic ingredients amp up your taste buds. Beer not your thing? Crack open a can of cider or sip a Chardonnay on the extended patio. Order up from the snack menu? You can even bring your own. If you're more of a homebody, pick up a growler to go or order online at lostfarmerbrewing.com. And for all of Long Island's hockey fans, Lost Farmer created the delicious Stable Shaker American Lager to celebrate the newly built UBS Arena at Belmont Park. Whether you're at the stable for a hockey game, concert, or a comedy show, you can find Stable Shaker by can and draft around the arena. So raise a cup to the next cup with Lost Farmer Brewery, the future of Long Island craft beer. Hey there, welcome back. We missed you too. Now kick up your feet and settle back in to Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching Hockey Night in New York, either live here at Lost Farmer Mineola or at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. I want to thank you guys for hanging out. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. So, Chris, the train rolls on. What do you make of a little chat there about the Islanders-Rangers rivalry? That was really enjoyable as far as Ranger fans go. They were two darn respectable <laughs> gentlemen and, and a lot of laughs and even brought up the word humble i was like yeah you guys, are you guys okay well what's so funny about that chris i love that you said that because they were kind enough to invite myself and christian i don't know if you remember who that gentleman is i don't know yeah i don't either but uh they invited us on the show and and they were actually saying the same thing like i can't believe how cordial <laughs> and rational you guys are as islander fans like i think they expected us to be a couple of bums and we ended up kind of knowing what we were talking about so that was nice so i was like all right you know what we'll pay back the favor we'll, we'll bring them on the show and, and it was a great spot we had a lot of fun it's like what they say about social media right like everybody is a keyboard warrior everybody's tough right, but when you right. actually sit down with people like we just did with right. ed and ed yeah um you, you, usually you're able to have it be amicable and peaceful unlike when we had sam is on the ice 19 years ago yeah and we we don't like each other enough where we want the game to end in a tie or anything like that you know and I thankfully mean, I, it won't yeah <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, let's not get carried away yet, absolutely. But, uh, no, it is nice to be able to have a nice civil discussion between Islander fans and Ranger fans. Who knew, ladies and gentlemen, who knew that we could make it happen? So let's move on. Now, Chris, there was a very special subject that you wanted to talk about here that very much is kind of ingrained in the lore and the history of the Islanders and Rangers rivalry, and that had something to do with Christmas time and some bad Santas, if you will. So uh, why don't you talk about that? Um. Yeah, all of a sudden I can't hear myself in my in my headphones. But 19 years ago, all right, that's 19 years ago uh, we had Santa's on the ice to cut to the chase. MSG Network tonight after the broadcast is going to have a special documentary uh, featuring this game where Islander fans went on the ice, a couple hundred, and a couple of Ranger fans joined them as well, and all heck broke loose. So it was a lot of fun. So, I mean, when you, when you look at that situation, uh, what, what was the whole... I mean, obviously, it was good intentions, right? You, you give a couple of tickets away. You get, the guy, you get everybody dressed up as Santa Claus. It sounds like a good time. Now, apparently, there was, there was a couple of people... And, and an Islander fan was apparently involved in this, too, right? One or two. And it was a whole scheme to, to have this whole thing go on with a guy taking his, his uh, Santa costume off to reveal a Ranger jersey. Yeah, so what I learned last week... 
And sorry for the little hiccup there before. I couldn't hear myself talk. Um, <laughs> Nobody was listening anyway. I was asked to go into MSG Networks last week to do an interview for this show. That'll run tonight. And what I learned from it was, so what had happened was a couple of hundred uh, people were given free tickets if they dressed from head to toe in Santa outfits. They all marched on the ice. A lot more people showed up than we thought. And then a couple of fans took off their Santa coats to unveil it. They had Ranger jerseys on, to which that led to a little fracas on the ice. Now, I think for the most part, it was good intention. There was even sure. a little kid in there. It was like grandma. Like that, yeah. It was adorable. You know, there were no serious injuries. Somebody told me today, oh, I know one guy got nailed with a big right hand. Cry. You know, um, but... Uh, as it turns out, what I learned, and I'm not giving anything away from this documentary, I'm sure everybody will watch it tonight or when it's uh, pushed out on social media and on the internet in the coming days, but it turns out it was a couple of Ranger and Islander fan friends, it would be like as of me, you, and the two Eds went to the Islander Flyer game together and said, hey, let's do the Santa thing and get a free ticket, and the Islander fans with their Ranger fan buddies were kind of all in on this. Like, oh, wouldn't it be huh. fun if you know, you'll get to go too? And then, so you might say those Islander fans aren't great fans because they kind of played into that. But it was 19 years ago, led to a fun moment. And the bottom line is, it became a before a little a few years before we started talking about how everything went viral and, and kind of overrating that. It, it, this led Sports Center at 11 o'clock that night. There was wow. a big article in the New York Times. You know, this is a time, and even today, where hockey doesn't always break through like the Giants and Jets and Yankees and Mets do. So um, we got a lot of press out of that night, and, you know, I, we certainly look back at it as just one of those fun things we tried. It went a little haywire, but in the end, nobody got hurt, and we got a lot of press out of it, and people to this day are still talking about it. So check out that documentary on MSG Networks. I believe it's going to be on after the Islander and yeah. the Ranger broadcast tonight. There you go. All right. Very interesting history there. Glad nobody got seriously hurt. Because no. that could have, like, was there any point when you saw all the people that were involved, like, oh, this could be a disaster? Yeah. In fact, not all the Sanders were allowed on the ice. I spoke to <laughs> one of my best buddies in the business, Tim Beach, who is the game operations director. You see him in the videos on the ice. He's wearing the suit. Um, and so many showed up that they, they ran out of time. In fact, um, we came close to League One of not finding the Islanders, but the intermission, which is limited to a certain amount of time so they could resurface. Right, the yeah, yeah. The Islander Flyer game got delayed by something like two or three minutes. Floyd Loisel, the former Islander, was working yeah. for the league at the time, and he was kind of in charge of those things. And, and I will say that we, we, we told them, they said, come on, don't find us, because then we're going to put out a press release saying the NHL doesn't like Santa. Like, we're going <laughs> to, and, and they said, don't you dare. And, you know, we had some laughs over it, and, and then uh, we moved on. But, yeah, it, it was just something that we thought, uh, Tim projected that we'd have about 200 people show up, so 200 free tickets for a game that at the time I think we sold about 12 or 13,000 at the Coliseum for, and it turned out like over 500 showed wow. up. Wow. And everybody got tickets? They, everybody got free wow. tickets as long as they were in legit Santa gear. Like, you couldn't just show up with a thing on your head or something like that. Like and, a hat. And uh, yeah, So, so <laughs> you know, we suspect that a lot of people went to companies probably around here to rent Santa, Santa costumes for 
however much that might cost overnight, uh, and to, to go then go. I wonder to the what game. the gross was there, right? Yeah. The free ticket compared compared to the cost. You think it probably cost them twenty bucks or so to rent overnight, right? right? Uh, so, uh, I was yeah. going to say something. Else. Yeah, oh, it probably cost more than the ticket. And I imagine that's touched on in this little feature. And I, by the way, MSG Network, so they interviewed the the guys on the ice who the Ranger fans and the Islander fans. Yeah. Also, Alan Hahn, who covered him for Newsday Now, works networks for MSG on the, on the net broadcast, on the Nick broadcast. So uh, I, I hope it's a fun piece. I hopefully, like in any time they put me on camera every five years or so, I hope I don't embarrass myself. Well, you're here at Hockey Night in New York, so you have no choice. It's already happened. And they so. put a mic like on me, so we didn't have any we didn't have any sound problems. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. All right, well, great stuff. Definitely check that uh, documentary out after the game. What do you say we go to the hero of the week? Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this heroic song, that means it's time for the hero of the week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week is once again the White Whale with chicken cutlet gravy, onion rings, bacon, mozzarella on a toasted garlic hero. Get it for half price all week starting tomorrow through next week where we'll announce a brand new half-off hero. Stop in, mention half Hockey Night New York for half off the White Whale at the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Huntington location. So Chris, there was really only one game for us to speak of this week, and it ended in a shootout loss, but I believe there was a hero. So why don't you tell us who it is? The guy who didn't give up any goals for 65 minutes. In the shootout, he gave him up, but um, he gave up one, one or two. Um, but uh, Elias Sorokin is our hero. Yeah, no question about it. That is a unanimous decision. He, uh, you know, everybody was talking about how he had a rough couple of games. He had hit a rough patch, and he needed to get his game back. And I think he did it in in sterling fashion the other night against uh, the Colorado Avalanche. So hopefully that carries over into tonight because I have a feeling he's going to have to play well to beat the Rangers. Yeah, he's starting tonight. It looks like uh, Schneider's backing up. And he could very well, has there ever been a two-time hero of the week in the same week? Because we do it. Oh, well, we're not doing Are we doing it? No, we're not doing a show Sunday. I mean, we? I don't know. Do you want to do a Christmas show, Chris? Because I'm busy that day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, my family's not here or listening. I think after 8 o'clock, bottom line, <laughs> December 25th, I, well, happen to, may, I happen to be very free. I so. probably have to set up something remote from Florida. So okay. it's, I don't think it's going to work Man, out. Man, if you've yeah. traveled more in the month or two I've been doing this show with you. Listen, I'm a busy man. I, I didn't tell you. I don't know how you do the show. That's Come just on. how it... Listen, I, I don't sleep. I just don't sleep. You know? I'm basically half asleep right now. Good man. Good yeah. family man. <laughs> Fantastic. So there you go, folks. The Hero of the Week, Ilya Sorokin, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bengals Half Price Hero. Once again, the White Well. So let's move on from there. Hey, Mikey, how we doing, buddy? Yeah, you're good. I mean, nobody else can hear it, but it's important that I do. Yeah, you ready to do some uh, questions, Bruin? So why don't you step up and uh, get yourself a seat over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody can hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to read the questions, right? I mean, if you want, while we're waiting for him to set up, I could hit you with a couple that I got, Sean. I think that's a great idea. So why don't we do it? All right. From Twitter, um, Eric Buzzin, or let's go with Eric B. asked, how good is Rot to? Who does he compare to? Will we see him this year? Is he their best prospect? If not, who is? Geez, Eric, you just asked five questions. That's a lot of questions. That's a lot of questions. So we'll do our best. So you go. So Aturatu, we actually discussed him earlier on in the season, and I didn't think that he was going to end up with the team at all this year. Now, maybe if there's some more injuries, you might. Obviously, we got Simon Holstrom up. And, you know, maybe going into the season you thought Ratu and, and maybe even Dufour would be, would be guys that you look at in the early going just because of how well they played previously. 
I think uh, you know he's he's obviously getting some 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 good things said about him in the bridge. He's, he's not putting up the points that he was in, in juniors and previous when he was playing in the international tournaments and everything like that. But I think that's just him acclimating to the North American game and really getting himself set. But I think the the hopes are still high for him. I think he's still going to be. Uh, has a lot of potential to be a productive player for this team. I think it's just going to take some time. Yeah, they, I mean, they don't currently have a can't-miss, bonafide A-plus prospect that, that is, you know, really somebody to get super, super excited about right now. That doesn't mean they still can't develop. But there isn't somebody who teams are going to be absolutely insisting that's a deal-breaker on a trade. Ratu is a good prospect, maybe even a very good prospect. I'm not concerned about his production uh, at the AHL level because it is very rare. On the positive side, William DeFore has 10 goals in 26 games in the AHL. Again, whoever the best prospect is doesn't necessarily mean they're the person most ready to come up. We're talking big picture. Who could be the next exciting Islander? I will say that even though DeFore was a mid-round pick uh, and there were some questions about whether that could translate to the NHL, I think it's a really good sign that in his first you know, 26 games of his first full season in the AHL, he already, he's a goal scorer who has 10 goals. That doesn't sound like a lot. That's a lot for a young kid in the American Hockey League. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, Chris, you want to rattle off another one or we can switch it off to Mike? Yeah, I'll do, let's do one more from Twitter that we got. Uh, uh, just a real quick one was... Um, Yorn said, "How could we not? How could we forget Rick Pietro <laughs> in the last episode? What happens is we named about there. We, we had a little contest to see between us how many Islander goalies after Billy Smith say that the uh, uh, that we can name, and we named everybody from you know Draper and Hackett to Flaherty to, and you came up with you know Jan Denis and some of the great ones <laughs> right. of a recent vintage." <laughs> And, you know, probably we didn't meet in the middle would be my... If it's true we didn't mention, Ricky, because I heard from people saying I, I you mean, didn't mention... It's just assumed, right? Yeah. <laughs> he had uh, a 15-year I mean, contract. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, he, but we also talked about Rick a lot on this show. So uh, he's never forgotten Bjorn. And then the last uh, one from Twitter, is it a foregone conclusion that Lou's son, meaning Lou Lamorello and his son Chris Lamorello, is it a foregone conclusion that Chris Lamorello is his successor as Islanders GM? Again, something we've talked about before. I can't say that it's a foregone conclusion. I can't say he's the heir apparent. I would just say this. That sitting here on December 22nd, 2022, if you were to say who are the ne- who's the next person to be the general manager of the Islanders, whenever Lou Lamorello no longer is, I would say right now, Chris Lamorello is the number one favorite, like the most likely choice. I can't say it's a foregone conclusion. No. Go ahead. Okay, fair enough. No, I think I think you covered that succinctly, and we can move on to the next one. want to just uh, thank everybody for tuning in here at Hockey Night New York. It's, it's uh, Questions Brewing, brought to you by the great Lost Farmer, where we are at right now in Mineola. And I want to reintroduce a, a certain fellow who hasn't been around in a little while, Mikey on the couch, who's tonight Mikey on the stool. Mike, how we doing, buddy? Stool is just as comfortable. Is as that right? No. That doesn't say yeah. much about the couch. <laughs> it doesn't say much about the stool either. <laughs> Fair enough. So great to have you back. And uh, why don't you rattle off some questions for, for us, buddy? Yeah, you got it, man. Uh, so our first question comes from Trottier19. And I, I want to say, I actually wanted to ask this while the Rangers Ed guys were up here. Okay. It's a, it's a question. It says, why do the games at MSG lately seem so quiet? Oh, which I, Is I that a challenge at the crowd? You're saying that they're not energetic and boisterous enough supporting their team. That's what I'm seeing. I, I mean, it's, I don't... But, but also, you know, it's just a shame they're not up here to defend it, themselves. You know? I haven't watched... Many, 
I haven't watched many of the Ranger games, but I, I mean, they've been winning. I can't imagine it's been too heinously quiet, but I don't know. I, I don't have any. I think he means the Ranger out. I th- no, I, did, did he mean Ranger Islander games or just Ranger games in general? Just games at games MSG. Home games. All right, Ed. Yeah, C- come and defend your, come and defend yeah, your people. Absolutely. Come and defend your people. Why, Why not? not? There you go. That's actually been a topic on our recent episodes. Oh, okay. That uh, It's been a little quiet at the Garden lately. We've All been right. to a few games. We got like a mini season package, and it's been dead for sure. So. Wow. I think it's a lot of business, a lot of group outings, whatever, that they don't really care too much about the game, and they're just there for the, the business aspect of it. The corporate MSGs. I mean, Buddy, they, I mean, good always... on you for admitting it, I have to say. I thought you were going to come over here and say, you guys don't know what you're talking about, we're loud all the time. I wow. mean, like, the Garden's always had that, right? That's one of the advantages that they had their game to sold out to say, you know, all the corporate seats. And, and by the way, UBS has some of that now. You put on an Islander Corporate game. Corporate Isles. Yeah, you put on an Islander game at home. Maybe not this one, but at the beginning of the second period, and people are still in the Heineken place, and the, there's so many they bars to go. They a lot of fun activities yeah. there. Yeah, there's yeah. like things to do, so you know, yeah. it is a little bit different. I am surprised to hear that. And the other thing that's just kind of weird about the Garden is that the Rangers, who have been, excuse me, the Knicks, who have been mediocre or worse forever, they had a, they had a good little run. But those crowds are loud and yeah. engaged and into it. So, uh, good question, but we'll see. As for the Ranger Islander games, I mean, I think it gets a little quiet if the Islanders get a lead, as they sure. have in most of these games that they've won at the Garden. But great question, Trotch A19. What do you got, Mikey? I was also just going to say, you could say the same about UBS. If the Rangers take a lead, it takes the volume out of that building. Yeah, I mean, that's probably any any building in hockey. If the road team gives up the first goal, it's going to take a little while for the crowd to get into it. That's just natural. But, I mean, he just happens to notice at MSG it's quieter than most places, which is probably accurate. <laughs> uh, our second question comes from T-Boyle13. Uh, this one is, I feel fashing should be a regular in the lineup. Wow. Who sits... Do you think it's po- the possibility that, that Clutterbuck would sit if he returns from injury? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There would have to be a consistent amount of injuries for that to happen. A guy like Hal Clutterbuck isn't coming out of, the, out of the lineup. I know we saw Josh Bailey come out every now and then. He might be your prime candidate, but I just don't see that scenario happening in any sort of long-term situation. So I, I will agree that Fashion's playing well. He looks good, but he's basically doing the job that's asked of him, which is to fill in on the lineup when guys are hurt and he'll he'll go back down to the bridge if and when the team gets healthy so we've had Trache 19 and then we've just had who was that who asked that last one T-Boyle no, that was T-Boyle 13 so I'm gonna guess is Coach Lambert <laughs> no actually no a, uh, a new question this is from uh, Matty Boychuk okay I know who that is alright yeah 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 if if Adam Pellick is, God forbid, out longer term, do you think it motivates Lou Lamorello to move for a left defenseman? I guess I'll take that one first. It could. Yeah, I mean, it, it could. It, yeah, it, if, it if I mean, yeah. yeah, if we're talking longer term and it's and it's going to be a significant chunk of the season. I mean, you look at the, the standings. I mean, in the Eastern Conference and the Metro, and they go a long time without Adam Pellick, and then all of a sudden it's 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 going to be a tough go. So I think I I would have to think that it would put some pressure on Lou to do it. Who we go after beats me. I'd have to take a look. But, yeah, I mean, if, if Adam Pellick is out long, which which it doesn't seem it's going to be the case, if, if you take, you know, Lane Lambert and then Lou Lamarillo at their word that he shouldn't be out too long, then hopefully this doesn't, you know, become a problem and something they actually have to look into. But, yeah, I, I do think that, that Lou would be looking to pull the trigger on something a, a little more than, uh, than he would if he wasn't out. 
All right. Um, the other one also from T-Boyle13 that says, does Ghost make sense for the Islanders if Pelic is out? Is, is that a Nick? I, oh, Goss uh, Despair Goss, in, in, okay. in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not the same player, not the same quality No, player, he... But the, the, the bottom line is they, there would be a... It'd be a huge. He need. wouldn't be the guy. Yeah. yeah, and if they're in the playoff race, he's going to need to fill it. And let's not lose sight of the fact that I don't know if I remember last game, but Salo generally gets about eleven minutes a game, so he's not one over the coaching staff. He's playing, right? But they, right. They, they obviously are. They don't believe he's ready. He wouldn't be playing that little. Okay, so that's going to do it for questions, Bruin and Mikey. While you're up here. Might as well ask you. We kind of did ours already, so what's your, what's your pre- prediction for tonight's game? I'm going to get bold here. Okay. 2 nothing, New York Islanders. 2 nothing. Rangers aren't even going to score a goal. 2 nothing. Wow. How about that? Now, Chris, did you give a score before? I know I did. I didn't. Okay. I, I would say somewhere in between that <laughs> and Ed and Tochet's, uh 5-3 goal of Palooza. I feel like goals, <laughs> even though the goalies are great, goals will be scored. Okay. I'm going to say 3-2 Islanders in overtime. In OT. A little three-on-three. Okay. All right. So, surprise, surprise. All the guys who work for the Islander podcast, Hockey Night in New York, predicted the Islanders. And the two guys from Rangers that predicted the Rangers. That is strange. That is odd. Sean, I'll bet you $5 New York wins. I'll bet you $30 New York wins. By the way, I'm giving the Rangers a point. I thought that was pretty generous. <laughs> that was pretty generous, it's not, it's actually. It's not much of a standings move for our Islanders. Well, look, we're, we're just about coming up against 7 o'clock here, so we're, we're going to wrap it up. So I want to thank everybody for coming out here. Make sure you stick around. Isles Rangers, sound's going to be on. Game's going to be on. Lost Former, I'm going to ask you one more time. How are we doing out there? Okay, okay, that was like a three and a half out of five. I'll take it. I appreciate that, guys. That was that was great. So we're going to wrap this thing up once again. Thanks to all you guys for coming out here live. Thanks to everybody hanging out with us in the chat at twitch.tv slash HockeyNightNY. Always a pleasure to have you guys chiming in. A huge thanks to Coach Ed and Little Ed of the Rangers Ed Podcast. Thanks a lot for coming down into enemy territory. We're all getting along. The game hasn't started yet. We'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. Really appreciate it. A huge, huge thanks to our sponsors, starting with Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, an official partner of the New York Islanders and the greatest deli around. And, of course, a huge thanks to Lost Farmer Brewing Company, located right here at 63A 2nd Street in Mineola. Huge, huge thanks to them for hosting us tonight. We've had a great time. We have a great night coming up. Check out lostfarmerbrewing.com to check out everything on their menus, all their offerings, fantastic stuff, merch. All that great stuff. And a big thanks to our brand new sponsor, Main Street Board Game Cafe, located at 307 Main Street in Huntington Village. Check them out at mainstboardgamecafe.com. Thank you all once again. If you enjoy the show here, please rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast providers. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Follow Chris at Chris Botta NHL on Twitter. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. For Chris Botta, for Mikey on the couch here. Hey, Mike, where can we follow you? Uh, I am at... (laughs) You know what? Just don't. (laughs) You're you're a private account anyway, right? (laughs) No, but just don't. You're all better off. All right, fair enough. Well, well, thanks for helping us out. It's, It's great to have you back on the show, man. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm just happy to be back on the darkest episode we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mikey on the stool. All right, folks. Happy-
happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank you once again for Chris Botta, for Mikey Obey, for Rangers Ed Podcast, for myself, Sean Cuthbert. We've been Hockey Night in New York. Have yourselves a great rest of your night. Enjoy the game.